0: All right, and as you guys are being seated, tonight's topic is serve one another, and it's a really practical message, so how we've kind of designed this is we're going to switch it up a little bit. Rather than just me spe- being up here speaking for 20 minutes or so and then having you guys discuss, we're actually going to break it up into sections, and I'm going to share a little, and then we're going to turn it to table discussion. I'll share a little more, table discussion, and so forth. And one other thing, I'll just prepare you for it, is... That Each time we break into table discussion, I'm going to ask you guys to switch up the tables, because even before getting here tonight, we're just creatures of habit, and I could predict where everyone was going to be sitting. A few people threw me off, such as Allie and Kyle. You guys are usually up here, but (laughs) keeping me on my toes. But I'm excited for tonight, because as this community has been forming, I'm just seeing more and more the, the body of Christ. And... It's interesting because the Alliance, we have a statement of faith, and it's, a, it's 11 statements that, that we adhere to, and, and it, they're pretty wordy. So what I did when we were first putting our website together was I tried to simplify them into just brief statements. And the ninth statement is about the church, and it talks about the universal church and the local church, and how I summarized it was, church is people, not programs, And I think that's the heart of this whole message, is that as we learn to serve one another, it comes down to people, not programs. So when I talk about the universal church, that's our brothers and sisters united in Jesus Christ and all around the globe. And then the local church is the visible expression, such as the Well Community Church and Mountainside and Binbrook Baptist and Binbrook United. We're the local church, which is the visible expression in the community. But again, although we have these buildings that represent where we meet, as the church, it's the body of Christ. It's, it's people. It's one another. And the exciting part of being a believer and being part of this body is that we have this hope to share with the world. We have the hope to share with one another here, but also one another in our community, each other. So there's going to be so much more that we can discuss tonight, but I hope that this is just starting the conversation. I hope that it's going to be a spark that ignites a flame and, and continues to kind of just encourage us to think through how we can actually serve one another here within the church but also, how can we serve one another in our community and be agents of change and of hope and of, of restoration and, and life and light? So the question that I always start with is why? And that may be because I have little kids and that's Landon's question now. Why? But why serve? And the easiest response is just, well, the Bible tells me so. The Bible tells me that I should serve. And we're right, it does, but we need to keep digging deeper. Why does the Bible tell us that we need to serve one another? We need to get to the heart of the matter. And I believe that simply it's because Jesus calls us to something so much greater than ourselves. And it's paradoxical because we like to think that if we're we're actually kind of going through a low time, if we're going through um, just uh, some struggles, we think that, okay, well, maybe I need to take time off, I need to pour into me. But studies actually show, uh, it, it reminded me of, my mother-in-law was telling me this a few months ago, she was watching a doctor on TV, and he was kind of saying, if, if someone's going through a, a difficult time, a low time, do something for someone else, That was the number one thing. It's not about the spa day or the day out golfing or or the things that we like to think pour into us, but actually serving someone else actually builds us up and pours life into us. So this just reminds me of the command from Galatians 5. That's where we're going to be looking today. Galatians 5.13. This is the message translation that's on the screen, but it says it's absolutely clear that God has called you You to a a free life. Just make sure that you don't use this freedom as an excuse to do whatever you want to do and destroy your freedom. Rather, use your freedom to serve one another in love. Jesus will put you on. That's how freedom grows. You'll oh. be forgiven, healed inside and out. You can just turn off the USB volume. <laughs> but use your freedom to serve one another in love. And I think that's the heart of it: is that we have this freedom in Christ that we're not being bound by the law anymore. But we need to use this freedom that we have to serve one another in love. So what Paul's kind of addressing in in this chapter here in Galatians 5 is he's actually talking about circumcision. Because this whole idea of being free in Christ, that's what's causing persecution. That's what's scattering the church. Because the old way of doing things was you had to follow certain laws. You had to follow certain rules. And circumcision was one of those things. So what's creeping into the church at this time and causing conflict is some of the people are saying, no, you need to still follow these rules. But Paul's saying, it's not about the rules. If you're still following those, you're enslaved to that. But Jesus offers us a life of freedom. And I think that's what we have to offer people as we serve one another. Freedom. So ultimately, the first point here in serving one another is that serving puts people first. It's about freedom. It's about life. It's not about the slavery. It's about being and building up the body of Christ. It's about serving one another, not the programs. And again, right from the get-go, the heartbeat of our church has to really work hard to not just become an overly programmed church. We've really wanted to strive to say, okay, we'll, we'll support programs, and the, 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 but only if it's going to reach people that need it. See, the thing is, oftentimes, we, we have this idea of what church is and what church should be. And, and even now, one of the questions that always makes me scratch my head is when I tell people we have church on Saturdays, they ask, oh, where do you go to church on Sunday? I'm like, no, my church is Saturday. And, uh, but it, it's, it's hard to get us to get outside of those things and those, those habits that we've created. But even though it is all about people... There is a place and a purpose for systems. They allow us to do a greater job at reaching others. They allow us to make sure that we're walking alongside people and discipling people and and leaning into Christ. Because the other beautiful thing of this is that you matter and you matter and you matter and I matter. God loves all of us. And it's not on any one of us to achieve the fulfillment of God's kingdom. It's Jesus Christ who's inaugurating his kingdom, but he's using each of us together to participate in what he's doing. I'm going to touch on Acts. Uh, I'll do that in a couple more points, but it's, just a, it's amazing to see how when we work together, we can actually accomplish more to reach people with the good news of Jesus. But the one thing I just want to caution us, as we begin discussing how we can serve one another, is that we still do need to take care of ourselves. And the the image that always comes to my mind for this is the whole, um, the intro when you sit on a plane and they tell you when the oxygen masks come down, put it on yourself before helping someone else. We need to remember to get poured into as we're pouring out so we have something to offer people. So I'm going to put a few questions up here for serving puts people first. So the first that I want you guys to discuss at your tables is what does it look like when we serve without love? Then what does serving look like, is serving with love look like? And then how can we serve one another while also taking care of ourselves? So I'm going to give you guys five minutes to discuss that, and then we'll continue on. All right. All right. So the second point that I want us to look at tonight is that serving responds to needs. So when we get to serve one another, it's not that we just have to, and we have to, well, maybe your experience is you've been voluntold a couple times, but it, it should respond to needs of one another. So part of this is that it's also, it can be Seasonal. It, it i know amanda we were kind of working this out and talking about it and she, she's like it's not always my passion to to play piano like i have some other passions but i also know that one of the needs right now for our church while we're limited is to play piano and that that's phenomenal and that helps out and i know chris and alex they've they've done the same and alex was on worship team for a bit and then some she stepped off to be able to invest in some creative elements of it, but then every so often she'll fill back in as well. And and I know all of you guys, I, I don't think there's anyone sitting here who hasn't stepped up and, and helped and filled in a need when we've said, hey, want to help with Good Friday or want to help with setup. And and so I'm thankful for that. But it just reminds me of this passage in Acts chapter 6 where the seven are chosen to serve because the disciples... It, it, they were continuing to, sh- to spread the good news. They're increasing in number. And I'll read in, in, chapter, in chapter 6, verse 2 in the book of Acts. It says, The twelve summoned the whole community, or the whole company of disciples, and said, It would not be right for us to give up preaching the word of God to wait on tables. Brothers and sisters, select from among you seven men of good reputation, full of the spirit and wisdom, whom, whom we can appoint to this duty. But we will devote ourselves to prayer and to the ministry of the word. And they went out and they selected these seven. And it, again, it's this, this image of the, the body of Christ coming together. And each of us having different talents and gifts and abilities and responding to the needs that there that's there. And this is the part that I started getting ahead of myself last time and, and getting excited about. Because then as you jump down to verse 7, it says, The word of God spread. And the disciples in Jerusalem increased greatly in number. And that's where these systems and processes can actually, to help us. Because we can actually work together and spread the good news and reach people with hope and reach people with life. But when it becomes about the program, then we've reversed those priorities. So serving responds to needs. But I think also one other aspect, just before we break into discussion, is that it also needs to meet our passions. I think we've been wired in such a way that God's given us desires. He's given us passions and abilities that, that pour life into us. And Frederick uh, Buchner, in his book, Calling, says the place God calls you to is the place where your deepest gladness and the world's deep hunger meet. And I think that's when when we're actually serving out of that area of passion. It, it's not this drudgery of like, oh, I have to do this. It's yes, I, I get to do this. And sure, there might be times where we roll up our sleeves and do some things we haven't loved and enjoyed. But when we get to operate where, this, where our heart, where how God wired us and, and what the world needs, when those two collide, man, is that life-giving to us and to others. So what I've put on the screen here for us to talk about is some passion categories, which is celebration... Outreach, connecting, equipping, caring, and supporting. And I just wrote down what, I came to, what came to mind today on just some of the ones in our local church here. Um, so celebration would be worship team and creative arts. Outreach, uh, community events, social media is, a, is where life is going. Uh, connecting, welcome team, hospitality, equipping, leadership team, small groups, caring, nursery, kids' church, visitation supporting, setup, teardown, administration. I know Jacqueline, you've been amazing helping me with some of that. So around your tables, just talk about some of these areas where you find it life-giving for you. Um, it doesn't have to apply to the local church itself. It can be outside of these walls. Uh, but just to share with one another, what area of need are you most passionate about? And um, And I do encourage you to also just think through that if there is anything um, in the church body that you're passionate about and would want to serve in, or if there's ones that you're also definitely not passionate about, and if we ever asked you to, it would just kill you, because it's good to be aware of those. We don't want to do that. So um, I'll give you guys another five minutes, but what I'm going to ask you guys to do is switch up the tables. So uh, meet with some people you haven't chatted with yet. And, as you guys finish up your conversations around the table, um, for for many this this idea of passion and desire um, it, it can be viewed sometimes as a bad word because we 're supposed to kind of s- sacrifice these things for the sake of others that's that 's kind of the way I was brought up is that you you put others first and you you don 't really go after your own desires but what Jesus tells us is far more radical because he tells us that our desires and that God's desires can actually be transformed in such a way that they become the same thing. And... I just remember um, this one time at youth group, this one guy, I, th- I thought he was crazy at the time, but now I kind of see that he had something to say. He he came in and he, w- what he, he had a music ministry and he would redeem music. That's what he was calling it. So I remember he had the whole Eminem song going, but he didn't sing Eminem's words. He just kind of redeemed the music and had his own lyrics to it, which you can see how I thought he was crazy at the time. But what I always am amazed with is when these people who have such talented gifts and are able to rap in such a way or do creative arts or do different things, and they become believers. They, be, they encounter Jesus and they become transformed by him. How they're able to use those gifts and those passions and desires in such a way to, to reach people uh, for the kingdom. So I think all of this just brings out these questions of what do you love to do that brings more and more heaven into God's good world? Because God has created things to be good. And although in chapter 3 of Genesis the the fall happens and we are uh, working with God to bring about the reconciliation and renewal of all things everywhere, it's still God's good world and he's redeeming it. And what is it that makes your soul soar? What is it that you do that your friends and community affirm that taps into who you are and who you're made to be? Because this, this leads us to serving should push us to pursue new ideas. And what I love about this part is that it, it gets us to think outside the box, outside the, the typical things that we ought to be doing and serving And it kind of taps into those deeper passions again, and it's just, what what issues are you passionate about? What causes that you want to stand up for, and and whether it's protest, or whether it's just stand with the marginalized, and walk alongside and journey with people? Because again, if it's always, if it's about people and not programs, then we've got to be open to pursuing new ideas. So what I want us to talk about around our tables here is what are some of these issues and causes that we are passionate about? Because you see, one of the things that I sometimes wrestle with that we don't do as a church is small groups. Because I know the girls and the ladies, they've had a small group going for a bit, um, and there's opportunity that we could have men's studies and family studies but sometimes I, I just wonder, I'm like, is there something else that we're sitting on that we just haven't scratched the surface of yet? Because you know what? When the worship team gathers to practice, they're a small group. When some of the guys have gathered to watch the Super Bowl, there's a small group happening, or golfing. or and. But I think in terms of this these issues and causes is that sometimes we don't have the space or the opportunity to actually share that with one another. So we just keep doing things the same way. But one of the things that's been on my heart right from the, the moment we moved in here is first nations is so close to us and we have a few connections in there, but nothing is really opened up yet. But the reason I want to tap into this as a community is imagine half of us or more are sitting on the same passion, then that's something that I think God is giving us, that we need to pursue some of these new ideas of, okay, how can we help? How can we minister here? Um, so let's just take some time. Let's switch tables again and take some time to talk about our issues uh, and causes. or so the, the, Not our issues, but <laughs> the issues and causes you're passionate about. And then... Um, Actually, can we go back and just leave number one on the screen? All right. Number one. (laughs) You can continue to keep discussing. I'm just going to put up another question on the screen for you guys to discuss, which is, if you had a million dollars to use to improve our community, how would you use it? And as you're still talking, um, the same question. If you had a million dollars, but now bring that down to if you only had a thousand dollars how would you use that to improve the community? All right, and as you guys are still d- discussing, the final question, if you had $10 to improve our community, how would you use it? $10. bucks. All right, and as you guys wrap up your conversations there, I don't know what your answers are, but I'll, I'll share with you my, my $10 answer. And my, my $10 answer to this was take my million-dollar idea and go buy Brenda Johnson coffee for 10 bucks and share it with her. She's our counsellor who, uh, and uh, hopefully can, can bring about some of these changes. So, um, again, I, I'm just hoping that this is going to spark, spark a flame and spark a movement that we can uh, just come up with new ways and, and not feel so afraid that we have to have the million dollars or we have to do everything ourselves, but it's about serving one another. And so the last point... Um, which I know Trevor's not able to be here. Oh, here he is. <laughs> but the last point is service at its best is worship. And this is the point that I want us to remember is that that everything we do is we serve one another. It is worship. And I think sometimes the the detriment that we can do to ourselves is by labeling things as Christian and non-Christian or sacred and secular. But let's drop the label. It's just a noun. Let's serve one another and let's worship. And Amanda shared with me this morning that the camp that she worked at growing up, they had a quote in the bathroom. So while she was in there scrubbing away, it says, work becomes worship when done for the Lord. And that's the heart of this, is that Whether you have a job where you're needing to clean some toilets for the summer or whatever it is where God's placed you and has shown you some needs and has given you the talents and abilities to respond to it, is that when we serve, that is worship. So serving allows the good news to spread and this is where I just have to continue to thank our summer interns because you guys did an amazing job and allowed us to reach our community in a way that we we hadn't before. And while you were doing that, then it allowed others of us to just connect and meet with one another. And it allowed me sometimes to work on my message and do things while you were doing the community events. And we're we're deeply going to miss you guys this year. So thank you for that. And it... Just as I wrap up and we have a few more minutes of discussion before communion, when we were designing our website a year ago, we put on this quote from Mother Teresa that says, Not all of us can do great things, but we can do small things with great love. That's worship, as we serve one another with love. So Galatians 5.13, you were called to be free. Don't use this freedom as an opportunity for the flesh, but serve one another through love. And then verse 14 says, for the whole law is fulfilled in one statement, love your neighbor as yourself. So the closing questions that I have for us, have you ever considered serving as an act of worship? What are some examples of service that we may not consider worship, but actually can be? And how can we change our perspective to stay aware that service, however small the act, can be an act of worship to God? So let's just take a few minutes to answer those, and then um, we'll participate in communion together. And just as you guys wrap up at your tables... I, I've been loving the discussion happening. I wish I could be at all of your tables, um, but what I'm going to encourage you to do is, if there is an area that you're passionate about, whether it be an issue or a cause that that um, you want to share. I know Keith and I connected uh, d- through a couple minutes at the table there, and just with different passions that we have, that we're like, "Whoa, we have the same thing!" and and uh, just f- communicate with us on your connection card i 'll give you a, a heads up of what 's coming this fall uh, we 're actually starting we 're going to be doing a parenting series uh, starting september twenty second and we're going to be um, we 're going to be advertising it it 's going to be our first one that we 're really promoting and doing a mail out to the community because we just think parenting is something that needs to be discussed need to lean on one another uh, it takes a takes a village to, to raise a child and um as I was sharing this even with Alex this past week, she made the comment that uh, she's like, it's kind of like we're having company at our church. We we hope that people will come here, and so we got to clean the house and make sure we're ready for them. And um, so if if there's a way that you'd want to help out, that'd be great. Or if we uh, if I contact you at all, uh, don't be afraid to say no. <laughs> but uh, we are just trying to just. Uh, put things in order so that we can work together to serve one another and serve our community the best way we can. So just as we go into communion now, what I'm going to ask, um, we're going to do it a little bit differently. There's cups on each of your tables. So I'm going to ask one person from each table to come up and grab a loaf of bread and a container of juice to take back to your table. And I'm just going to ask you guys to serve one another uh, any way that you, you choose to do it. Uh, again, if, if you... Are uncomfortable with this, if uh, you don't want to participate, that's fine. Just say, I'd like to pass, and uh, that's totally up to you. But it's just a way that we remember Christ, because Christ came as a servant, and Christ came for us to reconcile us to God. And as you break the bread together, just remember that this is his body broken for you. And as you pour each other the, the cup and the, the wine, the juice, just, that was his blood that was shed for us. So Heavenly Father, thank you so much for the community here. Thank you so much for calling us to this Binbrook community and beyond. And I just pray that we continue to serve one another with love because of the great love that you've shown us. In your name we pray. Amen.